0: Welcome, everyone, to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all God's children and all God's creation that be so, let us give thanks and praises for those higher qualities of the spirit of the living God within us, and be grateful for every opportunity we are allowed to share them with others. And when we are constantly thinking love, showing love, sharing love, and being love wherever we move on this earth, we continually radiate the love and light, the power of our own Mighty I AM Presence back into the atmosphere and love and light are transforming powers and the energy of the love and light of our Mighty I AM Presence being extremely powerful when constantly radiated back into the atmosphere not only expands the heart, mind and consciousness of the individual but expands the illumination and raises the vibration of the collective, amen, give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved.
1: Inasmuch as the higher spiritual states are those of wisdom and love, so may the earthly states approach unto these. If thou art self-centered thou canst draw near unto these gates of light, even when thou art in the midst of seeming discord. It is not necessary that all men should behold the light of the love and wisdom spheres; that thou shouldst perceive it. One may know with the mortal mind and not perceive with the spirit. That which a man knows may never enter into his life of the Spirit, but that which he perceives must sooner or later be incorporated into his very self. Knowledge is no more than a bundle of dry facts and the understanding of a few laws and their application in the realm of use, unless the perception of the Spirit gives to it, life. Perception of the Spirit is an offspring of love and wisdom. Love and wisdom are expressions of the one great underlying energy of the universe, which is known as Spirit. Thus, are we led to perceive in all things a divine unity reaching from stardust to man, and from man to the highest expression of the infinite. In mortal conditions all that is usually known as love should be called selfishness. Here too often it is expressed in favors, a kind of coin placed at compound interest. But there are times and instances when true love is manifested, for instance, as revealed in the display of heroism and sacrifice by the mother for her offspring, and, likewise, in every noble act and effort on the part of one for another. Love's fires are not dead on earth, although covered far too often by the ashes of selfishness. True love is an attribute of the soul that leaps upward like fire from the heart of the volcano, illuminating far and wide the night whose sky is overcast with clouds of hate and discord. This is a reflection of the light that forever plays about the heights where angels, sons of God, messiahs and archangels have their abiding place, And wisdom is not merely the acquiring of knowledge, but also the understanding of its practical uses. The wisdom soul is not only the one that knows, but also the one who perceives the value of truth. How many there are of the earth children who have simply buried themselves in the dry details of technical science? How many there are who have gathered, analyzed and classified flowers, insects and fossils, yet know not their uses in the divine economy of things, and, with equal truth it might be declared, known not of that divine life that throbs and pulsates through them all. While mere earthly knowledge may be confined to the realm of physical data, wisdom has its wings ever spread for flight into the realms of cause and use. Thus, clouds are dissipated, difficulties overcome, and the pure white light of spirit reveals the path that leadeth on forevermore. Wisdom of the Ages, by George A. Fuller, 1916
0: Bill, two, chapter two.
1: The seed of the Reformation was sown on the day that the second chapter of the Catholic Epistle of James jostled the 11th chapter of the Epistle to the Hebrews in the same New Testament. One who believes in Paul cannot believe in James, Peter, and John. The Paulists, to remain Christians with their apostle, must withstand Peter to the face and if Peter was to be blamed and was wrong, then he was not infallible. How then can his successor boast of his infallibility? Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every house divided against itself must fall. A plurality of masters has proved as fatal in religions as in politics. What Paul preached was preached by every other mystic philosopher. Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage, exclaims the honest apostle-philosopher, and adds, as if prophetically inspired, but if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. That the Neoplatonists were not always despised or accused of demonolatry is evidenced in the adoption by the Roman Church of their very rites and theurgy. The identical evocations and incantations of the pagan and Jewish Kabbalists are now repeated by the Christian exorcist, and the theurgy of Iamblichus was adopted word for word distinct as were the Platonists and Pauline Christians of the earlier centuries, writes Professor A. Wilder, many of the more distinguished teachers of the new faith were deeply tinctured with the philosophical leaven. Synesius, the bishop of Cyrene, was the disciple of Hypatia. Saint Anthony reiterated the Theurgy of Iamblichus. The Logos, or word of the gospel according to John, was a Gnostic personification. Clement of Alexandria, Origen, And others of the fathers drank deeply from the fountains of philosophy. The ascetic idea which carried away the church was like that which was practiced by Plotinus, all through the Middle Ages there rose up men who accepted the interior doctrines which were promulgated by the renowned teacher of the academy. To substantiate our accusation that the Latin Church first despoiled the Kabbalists and theurgists of their magical rites and ceremonies, before hurling anathemas upon their devoted heads, we will now translate for the reader fragments from the forms of exorcism employed by Kabbalists and Christians. The identity and phraseology may, perhaps, disclose one of the reasons why the Romish church has always desired to keep the faithful in ignorance of the meaning of her Latin prayers and ritual. Only those directly interested in the deception have had the opportunity to compare the rituals of the church and the magicians. The best Latin scholars were, until a comparatively recent date, either churchmen or dependent upon the church. Common people could not read Latin, and even if they could, The reading of the books on magic was prohibited, under the penalty of anathema and excommunication. The cunning device of the confessional made it almost impossible to consult, even surreptitiously, what the priests call a grimoire, a devilish scrawl or ritual of magic. To make assurance doubly sure, the church began destroying or concealing everything of the kind she could lay her hands upon. H. P. Blavatsky The following are translated from the Kabbalistic ritual, and that, generally known as the Roman ritual. The latter was promulgated in 1851 and 1852, under the sanction of Cardinal Engelbert, Archbishop of Malines, and of the Archbishop of Paris. Speaking of it, the demonologist de Musso says, it is the ritual of Paul V, revised by the most learned of modern popes, by the contemporary of Voltaire, Benedict XIV. Kabbalistic, Jewish and pagan, exorcism of salt, the priest-magician blesses the salt, and says, creature of salt, in thee may remain the wisdom, of God, and may it preserve from all corruption our minds and bodies. Through Hotchmael, God of wisdom, and the power of Ruach Hochmail, spirit of the Holy Ghost, may the spirits of matter, bad spirits, before it recede. Amen. Roman Catholic, exorcism of salt, the priest blesses the salt and says, creature of salt, I exorcise thee in the name of the living God, become the health of the soul and of the body. Everywhere thou art thrown may the unclean spirit be put to flight. Amen. Kabbalistic, Jewish and pagan, exorcism of water and ashes, creature of the water, I exorcise thee, by the three names which are Netza, Hud, and Jarad, Kabbalistic trinity, in the beginning and in the end, by Alpha and Omega, which are in the spirit Azoth, Holy Ghost, or the universal soul, I exorcise and adjure thee. Wandering eagle, may the Lord command thee by the wings of the bull and his flaming sword. The cherub placed at the east gate of Eden. Roman Catholic, exorcism of water, creature of the water, in the name of the Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, be exorcised. I adjure thee in the name of the Lamb. The magician says bull or ox, her last towery, the lamb that trod upon the basilisk and the aspic and who crushes under his foot the lion and the dragon kabbalistic jewish and pagan exorcism of an elemental spirit serpent in the name of the tetragrammaton the lord he commands thee by the angel and the lion angel of darkness obey and run away with this holy exorcised water eagle in chains obey this sign and retreat before the breath moving serpent crawl at my feet Or be tortured by this sacred fire, and evaporate before this holy incense. Let water return to water, the elemental spirit of water. Let the fire burn, and the air circulate. Let the earth return to earth by the virtue of the pentagram, which is the morning star, and in the name of the tetragrammaton, which is traced in the center of the cross of light. Amen. Roman Catholic, Exorcism of the Devil, O Lord, let him who carries along with him the terror, Flee, struck in his turn by terror and defeated. O thou, who art the ancient serpent, tremble before the hand of him who, having triumphed of the tortures of hell, devictus Geminibus Inferni, recall the souls to light. The more whilst thou decay, the more terrible will be thy torture, by him who reigns over the living and the dead, and who will judge the century by fire, saeculum per enium, etc. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is unnecessary to try the patience of the reader any longer, although we might multiply examples. It must not be forgotten that we have quoted from the latest revision of the ritual, that of 1851-2. If we were to go back to the former one, we would find a far more striking identity, not merely of phraseology, but of ceremonial form. H. P. Blavatsky
0: Discourses. Volume
1: 15. Blessed ones, no matter what changes takes place in the outer world, the chaos of the outer world is due to filth. If you want the constructive activities of life, then there must come within you the sacred fire's eternal purity, the sacred fire's consciousness of the ascended master's octave, And the sacred fire's power that you use in physical conditions to produce that which as yet mankind cannot and has not produced there are ways and means of creating perfection into this world by the use of the powers of the sacred fire which are used in the ascended masters octave that of which mankind knows absolutely nothing and i can assure you anything that comes from the ascended masters octave is not terribly complicated everything of perfection is simple balanced imperishable and self-luminous Whatever you wish to do in the physical world, if you will stop first and demand the Ascended Master's indestructible purity and the Sacred Fire's indestructible purifying love to concentrate into the energy you're going to use, and demand that that purity repel and consume everything that is the discord and impurity of mankind in the atmosphere, you would go forward, and if you could, build something constructive, successfully, happily, invincibly. And then someone in the outer world could not take it away from you or distort it or desecrate it. This is eternal protection against everything in mankind that is destructive. Beloved Angel Deva The Jade Temple When it becomes necessary in order to bring greater illumination to the consciousness of the people of this world, I'm sure you realize, there must come first the release of the sacred fire's greater purity and purifying love in order to provide the protection for the greater light and the greater consciousness to come into the individuals who embody in this world. So, when you wish to fill yourselves with the Ascended Master's perfection, begin always with the purifying love of the violet-consuming flame, your love, wisdom, and power, in perfect balance of the unfed flame, and then as the sevenfold flame of the seven mighty Elohim is drawn in and around you, it holds protection and supplies the various powers and activities of the sacred fire, that enables you to create something constructive. The seven mighty Aloha must be recognized because they are referred to in your Bible as the seven builders around the throne, and they are concerned with every bit of constructive activity on this earth that mankind has ever used down through the ages, or ever will. They are the beings who release the powers, the intelligence, the illumination, the consciousness, and the sacred fire love that enables constructive activity to be drawn into the physical world, to create something wonderful to bless mankind. It is the divine way to live life, and it does not contain problems. And certainly, the consciousness of mankind should be consumed that has constantly accepted that the great God presence of life at any time, designs anything, through the discord and evil mankind has generated. Beloved Angel Deva of the Jade Temple